You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. get in there and uh, I like to get hit it like one time so once you get hit one time you kind of see what it is to get hit again as a quarterback I feel like after that you're, you're good to go but it'll be good to get in there with the uh, the new group of receivers that we have uh, all the running backs and uh, kind of build kind of show how we do it in the game because obviously we're doing it here at practice uh, but to show how we do it in the game before that first game against Arizona who's a great opponent uh, I think will be good for us oh yes baby it's game time it's game week Kind of. I don't know. I Listen, I, I, I'm sorry. Show BK. Serta, I see you. Hello. Drinking a little, uh, little Zivia, little no-calorie cherry Coke. I mean, it tastes just like cherry Coke. Does it? Just, it does. Just, just like... Wait. Hold on, let me... What is that? Is that, is that a Coke product? No, it's not. It's Zivia... It's a, a zero oh, it's calorie cherry cola, so it's not cherry coke. Yeah, it's, it's cherry cola, zero calories. I mean, zero nothing. I mean, all down the board, but it tastes just like it. Before we get going, uh, if it came down to it, are you cherry coke or wild cherry Pepsi? Oh, never, never Pepsi. I, I hope that we're not sponsored by Pepsi. Pepsi would be fine if we were sponsored by that. But in wow. the meantime, definitely. Oh, I think we're I think we're out of it. <laughs> we're out of the Pepsi business. Damn it! Sorry, guys. I wanted, I wanted a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't like cherry flavored things. Go to hell, man! What are, what are you talking about? You don't like I mean, cherry flavored things? I mean, if I had to pick one, it would be Coke, but I, I would just not pick either. I don't. I don't you don't like, like you. The worst artificial flavoring is grape. Get out of grape. Get out of here with grape. Anything? See, I'm not. I'm not a flavored pop guy, though. Like, I just like the original Coke, and I don't drink pop very often. So you've been. So like you've been. Coke. So you've been like 55 since you were a kid. <laughs> is, is that what you're saying to me? Like when you yeah. were a kid, like when I, I didn't start drinking like Coke or Sprite until I was like 30. But man, <laughs> when I was in, <laughs> I'm getting suicide. Like I can tell you, I'm getting me strawberry, get me orange. I, I do a little Mountain Dew on you. No. Uh, give me cherry Coke, wild cherry Pepsi. Like I'm doing a, I ain't just order Coke or Sprite until I turn like 33. <laughs> and nah, getting, Ron's like, getting oh, close to the diet Coke area. Like he's gonna be he's oh, gonna be ordering exclusively <laughs> vanilla diet soda. <laughs> I'm here right <laughs> now, baby. This is this has been a part of the weight loss journey right here, baby. I've started drinking Lacroix a lot. Oh, <laughs> that stuff's into, gross. I'm, I'm don't let anybody tell I, I you otherwise. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. I don't. I, I just. I get I get gassy and I don't drink enough carbonated <laughs> stuff and I don't I drink pop very often so I don't want to go buy pop so I just start buying Lacroix so I get some carbonation in my body. Shout out to Lacroix, uh, we would love for you to sponsor. Uh, Pepsi, we're this. here for you. I'm sure well, Ron is turning let's, let's just walk away from Pepsi right now. <laughs> All right, man, it's game week. 
and it's preseason. I'm not going to lie myself through, but it, but it, it is, it is game week, and we we had this, um, which which we did last year, going into preseason game against Arizona, I believe, and we're having it this year. And I've told you where I stand. I don't believe that Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey, and I'd add Chris Jones to it, need to step foot on the field, not just Friday against the Bears, but the rest of these preseason games. I'll be good if those three players we don't see until week one against Arizona. I am fine with that, especially Mahomes. Don't need him. Don't need to see him. Don't need, I, And I understand, hey, he's working with Sky Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster and Martez Valdez-Scantling and whoever the hell else is new. I understand it. He don't need to play in these games to do this. He don't. And I hate it, and then I almost fell off my ass when I heard Andy say in the first preseason game, hey, we got four quarterbacks. They got four quarters. We'll just all have them play a quarter. So now, oh, so now he's man, he's playing a quarter. We get 15 minutes. So if the Bears, whose offense looks like they're going to be vomit all season long, because I can't name three Bears on the offensive side of the ball. I got David Montgomery. I got Justin Fields. Okay, maybe that, that – Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, that Smith, Khalil Herbert, that Varnell, Iron Pringle. Aren't you a KU guy, Khalil Herbert? I don't know. Listen, no, no, number ten. I remember him in the backfield. He's he's a beauty. I did not know he was on the Bears. (laughs) But listen, that that offense is going to be vomit. We could see them go multiple, multiple three and outs. We could see them go turnover. And what do you mean he's going to play fifteen minutes in the first half? I thought maybe. Uh, possession, maybe two, but no, he's playing a full quarter. I don't think he needs it at all. So I know there are going to be some people who are calling me soft or whatever. And, oh, just let it play. You can get, nope. I don't need to see any of them, especially Patrick Mahomes. And I am not fired up about him playing a whole nother quarter again. Hate it. So despise it. Here's the thing. This comes from Andy Reid this time last year going into the 49ers game. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says starters will play the first quarter against the 49ers in the preseason in week one. Ron, do you know how much the starter, specifically Patrick Mahomes, played in that game? I know he played. Played a drive. (laughs) Played a drive. It technically was four plays. He got all of two pass attempts in. He threw them for four yards, and then he was done. Four plays, punt, get him out of the field. I think that's going to be the same thing that we see here. Now, if you're saying like, hey, I don't want them to put him on the field at all. I really can't listen to the argument. I would say this, though. Andy Reid is so old school, man. And I do think there is some value in the way that he goes about the preseason. And this includes training camp and then the preseason. It's all it's all one thing, right? Their plan is is all encompassing. And the way that it's worked over recent years, like you look at their starts, 5-0, and 5-0, 4-0, 4-0, and then last year they got off to the rough start. It does seem to have benefits. Like the way that they go about it gets them off to hot starts as a result. And when you look at the way that the schedule opens up early this season, Arizona on the road, the Chargers, Indianapolis on the road, and then Tampa on the road, they're going to need to be at their best very quickly. So 
I can understand why they would want to go about it this way. I really don't have a strong opinion against it, though, if they decided to sit Mahomes. If they said, you know what, Mahomes is not going to play, Travis Kelsey's not going to play, Chris Jones is not going to play, our other starters are going to be out there. I got no problem with that. That makes a lot of sense to me. But the way they're going about it, I do understand. This is just the way that Andy Reid operates. Yeah, I can go either way with this. I, I'd be Stop. fine with him not playing. Have an He's opinion. He's not going to play a quarter under no circumstances. Is he playing a quarter. Yeah. Andy Reid said that last year it's he's got two series. Maybe if they score a touchdown on the first series, he is not going back into the game. And he, he probably doesn't even have to do that to not go back in the game. It's not going to happen, but I agree with BK. I do think that there is something to get ramping up slowly in the preseason and it carrying over and getting those reps into the regular season. Like we saw last year, Aaron Rodgers notoriously hasn't played in the preseason in years. Week one last season, Aaron Rodgers was terrible and they got smoked by the saints, like 38 to three. How did the rest of the season go for him? How did the rest of the season go? He won an MVP and he was great. But they had the number one season. Wow. He was terrible. He was awful. Their whole offense couldn't move the ball and the saints totally shut him down. And I think some of that had to do with the fact that Aaron Rodgers hadn't played in a live game at all yet. I think there is some value to the reps. Wow. I agree. You give me, you give me the example of the MVP and the guy who led his team to the top seed in the conference. That he, his and worst game of the season, week one, when he hadn't played a Okay, I'll take, that, I'll take that over him getting injured. You know who else? You want to do that? You know who else didn't play in week one? You know who else who has the, uh, the strategy and the game plan of, I'm not playing any of my guys, especially my quarterback, Sean McVay. Okay, you don't give me that can... example, though, because you know who they played in week one last year? I don't care. I give you an example. Yeah, and McVay. you were hiding. You were hiding evidence. You presented <laughs> evidence to the judge without showing me what was going to be on. Oh, I know. He Jury, I will not passes. include this evidence that goes against my example. They played the Bears. Passes. They played the Bears passes against a really good Bears defense with Khalil Mack, with Eddie Robinson, with all those guys, with with Roquan Smith. Yes, Jackson, Eddie really, Jackson. Eddie, <laughs> I mean, not Eddie Robinson, the Grambling head coach who passed away, rest in peace. Andy Dalton started for the Bears in that game. Listen, Andy. Listen, I don't care. He's not going up against Andy, okay? All I know is he didn't play a down, and he came out, and he had a passer rating over 150. And he was perfect damn near in the game. And you know what else he went on to do? He went on to win the Super Bowl. Yep. The two examples that we have on this show, <laughs> one for a person who is trying to show the reason why Patrick needs to play. He brought up the MVP of the league and then brought up the guy who led his team to the best record in the game. Aaron Rodgers didn't play, didn't hurt him. The other guy, I so eloquently brought up Matt Stafford, who had a perfect rating damn near in his first game. Don't care the opponent. In his first game, you know what? And he won the Super Bowl. So to me, that is enough. And you know what else with Matthew? Matthew, did he did he know those receivers? No. First year with them. He didn't, he hadn't really played in live action. With uh, with any of the receivers with the Rams, he didn't have this thing with Cooper right. Cup that he has now. 
Van Jefferson. The Cooper Cup every day. It, it cup, yeah, but they hadn't. But that's what I'll hear. No, no, Patrick. Patrick needs to to get some work in and live action with these with Sky Moore and, and with, with with Scantling and with. Nope, no, he doesn't because Matt didn't, and Matt had a perfect passer rating, I believe, against the Bears. Don't hold me to that, but it was very close <laughs> against a good. Historically good. No, Bears no not good. Not good. Not good at, at all. The start of I, seasons. I will say, I to, to your you. point, Ron. Like, if I was gonna argue in your direction, I'm not. But if I was, you know, I I would add. I think it is more important last year for Mahomes to get the reps behind a new offensive line than it is this year to get the reps with the receivers. You can get pretty close to in-game reps based on what they're doing in the seven-on-seven stuff that they're doing in, um, in practices and then what they did all offseason while they were down in Texas for like a month at a time, they, they're fine. The receivers, the quarterback, their timing is, is going to be there. I do think it's different with going live for an offensive line and knowing what the drops look like for Mahomes against a live defense as opposed to what you see in practice, because those aren't real live reps. There's no way to replicate those for the offensive line. So I, I think there was actually more benefits to this last year than there are this year, when they completely remade their offensive line unit in one offseason. I I could I could understand why this year there's even less urgency to play in than there was last year. Yeah, I, I'm out. I, I'm out completely, and I will continue to be out. And what – what they did with Matthew Stafford last year and what they have done with the great Aaron Rodgers just makes complete sense. I'll take my chances with having the best record in the MVP at the end of the regular season and doing what the, the Rams did by making sure I don't have a Trent Green situation happen. All right. Um, Wait, listen, how'd that finish? No, but listen, just because one of the greatest lucky situations happen of all time – that Brenda Warner's husband ends up sitting here. By the way, fantastic movie. I thought that movie was going to be terrible. Shout out to O.J. Simpson, who I played against at Truman High School, who played uh, Marshall Falk in the movie. Shout out to him. Yes. Oh, different. Yeah, no, not not Orenthal. This other <laughs> man, this was a running back at Truman High School uh, while I was playing at Blue Springs. He, uh, he played running back, and he played Marshall Falk in the movie. So shout out to him. I'm sure he's a listener. I refuse um, to watch it. I think it was terrible. BK. I know. I was up I late. I don't care what the reviews I was say. up late, and I didn't want to watch it because those uniforms look so fake. But <laughs> it's a good story. It's not bad. And Rogue uh, Rogue played her ass off in this as a Brenda Warner. So it was, it was fantastic. And a Pac-Man. Yeah, Rogue. Um all right, no, no. So, so the game is 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 as you'll be listening later on today on Friday, and you know what? Listen, game's I'm not Saturday. gonna. <laughs> What'd you say? Games on Saturday. Is it Saturday? Damn, yeah. I thought it was Friday. Well, I got mixed up. Is it really Saturday at noon? Is it? Wow, is it at noon? Really? Yeah, it's day game. It's actually nice. I'm glad we're getting it out of the way. I thought my DVR said Friday night. Shoot! Wow, you learned something. I want to check that. <laughs> wow, I, I will check that. All I mean, right, well, it's another preseason game Saturday. Oh, that's right. The uh, the NFL is giving Deshaun Watson the entire stage oh. on oh, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Saturday the game is Saturday, so you have a little time uh, uh, coming up. I think a lot of when we get in these games is is what 
what you're looking for, what players you're you're watching for, who you're excited about, and at least maybe not even excited, but who you who you just want to see. And I'm gonna let you take this because I'm gonna have to take multiple breaths to respond to you, BK, and who your number one person to watch is in this game because many people at Kansas City are allowing this to completely get away from them. Okay. Take it away. So we talked about this a little bit last time we were on the air when Ron wasn't here for the 17th time over the last month. Um, it's three he, times. He, yes. This, this, three the best times. vacation package in the history of Vox Media. Um, That's true. I just, so Isaiah Pacheco. I have not seen him in person. I have not seen him apparently just shredding the Chiefs defense all training camp. I have not talked to people within the Chiefs organization who have said he is basically Kareem Hunt that runs a 4-3. However, Good God. others who cover the team, notably Pete Sweeney, Nate Taylor, both of whom I trust implicitly, have Speak seen all of these things and have heard these things from the organization Ron I just want to see it like if he is as good as the organization is leading seemingly everybody that covers the team to believe he should be awesome on Saturday when the Chiefs play Saturday not Friday against the Chicago Bears because a running back who's coming in you can see the burst you can see the potential of being a big time player that should show itself at some point over the course of the game on Saturday against the Bears. I just want to see it, man. I'm not saying I am skeptical. I'm not saying I believe it. I don't know right now because we haven't seen him. And so for me, the number one most intriguing player to watch on Saturday is Isaiah Pacheco because of the amount of hype that he is getting in camp. It's unlike anything I can remember since probably Tyreek Hill's rookie year for a rookie. I'm trying to think of somebody since then that's been this kind of hyped. And I remember Tyree Kill's rookie season when he was with the Chiefs. I remember Therese Paler saying, he looks like Antonio Brown. And that's the kind of hype we're seeing right now out of Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, uh, I just, oh God. So I will oh. say, Oh, that rookie God. season for Tyreek, I was at a lot of those training camp practices and you could just tell like Tyreek was different. Like you could just tell when he's on the field, he looks like he is one of the best football players on the field. And I don't get to go to training camp anymore the way that I used to. So I have not seen that in Isaiah Pacheco, but I do trust what, what like BK was saying, like what these reporters are saying about him. And you know, Brett Veach, after the NFL draft, they he was asked about drafting Pacheco, and Veach was strong in what he said and saying, like, yeah, we're firm believers in thinking that we can find, like, 1,000-yard rushers late in the NFL draft, which I think was kind of a shot at Clyde because they took Clyde number one in the first round. Certainly and- didn't find it at, at the <laughs> end of the first round. Yeah. Uh, but it's just – everything's there for him to be a good NFL player. Like we talk about the speed and he's got more size. He's bigger than Clyde. He's thicker than Clyde and he's explosive. And that's the biggest problem with Clyde is that Clyde doesn't look like a bad NFL running back, but when you watch other really good NFL running backs, you see the burst, you see the explosion, you see 
with Jonathan Taylor and, and guys like that. And these, these top running backs in the NFL, Clyde's just not that dude. He doesn't have that at the NFL level, but the promise of Pacheco having that is something that everybody is latching on to on top of the fact that he can pass block. He can catch passes. He did all of that at the college level. He just happened to play for a really bad college program in Rutgers. So that probably didn't help his draft stock, but I'm not expecting him to be Kareem Hunt as a rookie. That would be insane, but I think he is going to be a good player. I'm excited to see him play. I I am intrigued to watch him too because the hype has been ridiculous and out of control. Kareem Hunt 4-3. Like here here and here's why I'm skeptical about running backs. In running backs in situations where we've not seen them in full go because listen you guys have been to training camps this still ain't full go like even if they're in pads like we're, we're slowing down they're not this isn't just like he's in game so listen running backs those are the guys that look the best especially if you have really good speed all right his vision's not being tested like it would be in a regular game when they're playing the way they do and like I, the sexy things is what people really look at a lot. Oh my God, that four three speed! Look at that the way he can catch it. See, with running backs and running backs on this team, it's not the sexy, right? It is the like you can't get on the field. That's one thing when Kareem and, and remember there was speculation about Kareem and his ability and pass protection early. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was concern about that. Well, that was Alex. Okay, you you can't blow protection here, all right? You can't have problems protection with protection here. And I know they have they have said and raved and feel really good about him and pass protection, but you you really cannot understand that until you get into a real game situation to see how he is going to react to that. And can we get can we just get to a the closest thing to a real game situation before we just roll? Because that is the one position where you can look. You know, running backs can look really explosive, but they're not they're, they're not facing what's going to happen in a real game, even when you are in pads in training camp. So, yeah, I, I'm interested in watching him, but I'm interested in watching him, how he handles blitz packages, if, if they see any of that, how he handles pass protection on who's supposed to come and who he's supposed to pick up and remembering who he's supposed to pick up and if they don't go, what route he's supposed to run like I'm interested in seeing all of those those little things that you have to have because 15 is the most important thing back there and you can't mess that up. I don't care if you run a 4-3, if you're Kareem Hunt and everything, but if you if you get him hit, your ass got to sit down and they're going to they're going to pin in guys that they trust with that. I feel comfortable with that and like 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 I just there's a reason he's a 7th round pick. All right, like let's slow down. I know Terrell Davis is has made it to the Hall of Fame being undrafted. And I know there are some examples, right? But let's let's calm down. If that kid was Kareem Hunt with a four three, I doubt he'd be sitting in a seventh. So I, I just I just I just want to calm myself. Maybe he's had a really good practice. I know I know he's gotten Ronald Jones's ass cut, but I know he's had a really good practice. But like, I'm not going in here with crazy expectations of the stuff that I've read. I just want to see what kind of role he can carve out for himself. To your point on the the pass protection and everything, like 
so let's say that he does end up showing out. Let's say all of the hype that we're hearing is is real. It shows itself on the field on Saturday, and then he follows that up with a couple of good performances against Washington, and then whether he plays or not, whatever, against Green Bay. Like, let's let's go down this hypothetical path where we leave this game, and next Thursday we're on here and we're saying, oh, boy, <laughs> this Isaiah Pacheco, this is I, real. I, and I do want to say, BK, insert, I'm not saying that the kid can't be the things that people are reporting. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've watched enough of it. I'm just saying, like, hold up. Sure. Like, and, and I think it's fair to be skeptical. But the, the reason why I'm asking this is, like, man, I'm I'm super curious to find out what that role looks like. Because they do trust Clyde. As much as he has been underwhelming relative to what his draft capital was, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a, is a solid running back. You'd like to see a little more get up and go. He only has in his career now six play, six rushes of 20 or more yards. That is super disappointing considering he was supposed to be a guy that could get you some big gains. He has not done much through the year compared to what we were all hoping for. And he hasn't been a third down running back yet at this point in his career. So wh- where is that role for... Pacheco is it the guy that's going to come in on third downs because I thought that was going to be Jarek McKinnon is it the guy that's going to be in on early downs because I thought that was going to be Clyde that's what I'm most interested in finding out is okay he is good as good as expected now what where does that leave him and I I hope that that's a conversation we're having next week but man I first we just got to find out if this guy can play the way that people are saying and I, I think he's locked in as the kick returner right so if early season he looks explosive there and he's making plays and he's got a couple of kick returns for touchdowns or, you know, big, big plays or whatever. Then he gets sprinkled into the offense here. If he shows explosion, he's going to play himself into a bigger role. Like Jarek McKinnon's going to be the third down back to start the season. Like I'm totally confident in that. Like he and is Clyde's going to be the starter. Yeah. And yeah, Isaiah that just doesn't lead much be... for, for Pacheco then. Yeah. yeah. It's, but if he, it's going to be through the special teams, I think early season where if he's making plays on special teams and looking explosive, they're going to say, okay, we got to get him on the field on offense and find a way to utilize him. And that's how he's going to be able to carve out a role for himself, that or an injury or something like that. Other than so that, he's going to be, be the RB three, which is very possible with the guys that are, potentially in front of him so he's going to be early early chiefs career damian williams then where it, it took an injury for him to get on the field and become the starter down the stretch in 2018 is that what that's we're looking it, at and that and that's if he is what you know close to what people are, are saying. right yeah I, I think there's a big trust factor uh that that you have to have in that position for this team that the coaches have to be completely honest that you're going to, you know what you're doing and and you know, your assignment. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I, I I'm intrigued to watch him, but see, Ron, I, who's, I'm, who's your guy. See, I'm more intrigued. The people that I know that the chiefs are going to have to depend on. And I think for me, the number one thing I'm watching is Frank Clark. Listen, I've, I've been as hard as anybody who covers this team on Frank Clark. Uh, and I feel like I've been fair with Frank. And Frank Clark is a completely different person. Uh, just, I, I'm talking physically. Uh, he look. I mean, he has clearly slimmed down. He has clearly changed his body. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think Travis Kelsey's got like 20 pounds on him. I, I, I mean, I like he is a I don't know. I can't wait to see the lie that they have him listed at 
But I would I would guess two twenty five. I, I I would he looks that light in some of these in some of these photos and even in his pads and stuff. He he looks considerably smaller. And I think the thing that I'm watching, fellas, is right. Man, he's played a certain way his whole life from Michigan to Seattle to here. And a big part about him that people loved was his ability to not just rush the passer, but his ability to hold up in the run in a major way was maybe one of the best dual uh, defensive ends in the game in terms of being out, being able to hold up against the run and rush the passer. I want to see, is he able to play the way he's accustomed to playing with this new body? And I, and I think that is, that is going to be something very, and I think that's something you'll be able to tell in this game. He may not get a ton of snaps, but I, I like I want to see how does Frank Clark at this size go up against left and right tackles, especially in the run game. And he, I mean, he's muscle memory, so he's going to play the way he normally plays. But is he going to be successful that way? Because I mean, he, I mean, he is straight up a three-four outside linebacker. I mean that that's the that's the weight, and he's even lighter than some of those guys. He he so looks I, like D Ford, like that. That's body type wise, kind of the comp, and that was not the type of smaller. player yeah. that Steve Spagnolo wanted. Remember early on, it was like, yeah, that D Ford's definitely not going to fit into this defense. He doesn't have the bulk. He doesn't have the length. That's not the kind of player that the Chiefs are going to want in this defense. Um, I but, am really intrigued. I'm really intrigued to see what he looks like with that body and and how he plays. I I think the encouraging thing for fans is that we should be able to see pretty quickly if this is working. Like yes. the, the things that he should be good at should jump off the screen to you because the, the way that he used to win is a lot harder to really judge for the, the casual fan, right? He's playing speed to power. He's trying to run through the tackle more so than around him. Like, being a power edge rusher, and this is where it's going to be hard with George Karlaftis sometimes, it could look like he's losing, and instead, that's just kind of what his job is on any given play. Um, so that that's going to be a little tougher to judge. But with Frank, if he is going to become more of a speed rusher, and he's going to win with that speed turning the corner, you can see that. That is the get-off. That's the D forward where it's like, oh, okay, I, I understand how this works in the NFL. So that's something that we should be able to see right away, uh, even in a preseason game. That's that's the other part. See, my, my mind is, is thought about the physical nature of it, him in the run game or bull rushing or rushing the passer like he's accustomed to because you just don't you just don't stop doing what <laughs> you've done your whole career a certain way. Right. And you're right. If he's he's clearly changed his body, him and Andy Reid, him and others had heart to hearts of the offseason about what he needs to do to get better. If he's lost this 80 pounds that he's lost and the speed rush is not a factor and he's not come around the corner like D Ford, if he's not using speed and he's just, you know, the same speed level player that he was before, he's just smaller, then now he, he damn near becomes useless. I don't know if he's lost 80 pounds. It that feels like it, man. Let's just be honest, man. man. I just, it feels like I've just never seen, I just don't, I mean, I can see his rib cage. Like when he, <laughs> when he flexes and stuff, like, I, like I can, like it, it is insane. I just, but you're, that, that's a really good point. 
I'll be damned. Like if he is not a speed rusher on the edge, if that like if he's not winning with speed with what he has decided to do with his body, then I mean that then it's all for no reason. It's all for not if he's done that. It's uh, I do agree that you could see that quick. So even if he only plays a series or something, yeah. like, you just want to see him get a rep against an opposing offensive lineman who and is boy. If you want to see him win against an offensive line, this is the offensive yeah. line to do it against. It's yeah. he was out of practice on Thursday with an undisclosed illness. So he, he might not even play on Saturday. Oh, hell that's, that's, that's the start to old Frank. He said the stomach problems were behind him, so maybe it was something else. I don't know. Yeah, man. As somebody who just got over the vid recently, I'm not like it's hard to speculate right now. But yeah, what? Aren't you like three for three? (laughs) Two for two, man. I've only had it twice. Oh, I just come up to the plate twice. I thought you (laughs) came up again. No, uh, I hope he doesn't have that. But if that's it, like, and he has to miss a game, then so be it. Well, that'll piss me off. Hey, real quick, uh, as, as we continue, as we continue here, they made a move. They bring in Danny Shelton. I don't get to pick uh, a player that I'm excited to watch. Oh, I guess you can. Sorry, is it Danny Shelton? No. Why would it be <laughs> Danny Shelton? I thought you were really well, into like interior linemen. Like fifth or sixth NFL team. Why would I, I thought, care about Danny Shelton? I'm just saying he may be Vita Vea. No, go ahead. Go. I I selected uh, Chiefs rookie safety Brian Cook. Um, I think he's been kind of downplayed in training camp. Like everybody who you ask about him says that he's having a really nice training camp. Looks like he's really picking up a lot and like getting acclimated to the defense. I just think this guy could be a, a really good playmaker for them. I think he's an exciting player that we aren't talking about enough. Uh, partially because Pacheco and Sky Moore, and we've been focusing so much on the cornerback group. And we've got Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill, but Brian Cook should get a ton of snaps on Saturday. So I think we're going to get a really good long look at him. So he's somebody that I'm just excited to see play on Saturday. Doesn't he feel? Doesn't he feel like the type that will will be a slow process for us to understand what his role? Like if he if he ends up having a bigger role defensively, it feels like it feels like maybe like week eight or week nine we'll look up and like oh. Like Cook has a has a bigger role on this team. This like feels like a slow yeah. play process. I think I think he's a hitter. He he's a line of scrimmage guy. Like they want him not around the line of scrimmage, making tackles and making plays, stopping the run and stuff like that. So I think they're gonna try to use him that way, but maybe not a ton early in the season. The way that they used to utilize Daniel Sorensen, I think that's what you're gonna see from Brian Cook, where like sort of said, it's kind of near at or near the line of scrimmage. Uh, almost as like an extra linebacker in the nickel or the dime packages. And the other thing, like, I think the reason you're not seeing a lot of hype about Brian Cook is the way that he wins. Again, to Serta's point, he's a hitter. This is a like throwback safety type. When do you see safeties hit in training camp? Like, it just doesn't happen. You're not taking anybody to the ground. You're not going to clean clock a guy going across the middle. That's one of your teammates. That's a surefire way to get thrown out of practice. Like, the way that he wins is just not really going to show up at a training camp. So that's where these live reps are maybe as valuable for Brian Cook as there are quite literally any player on the roster to be able to show what he's able to do on the field. So I'm really curious to see what he looks like when it's not seven on seven where it's all coverage responsibilities. It's not inside drill where it's more defensive line and linebackers that are getting involved. 
This is live reps where he can show what he's able to do. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We'll see. We'll see with uh, Cook. But can we get back to Danny Shelton, please? This is what <laughs> yeah, come I, to hear. I didn't about. know you loved Danny Shelton so much. I'm so sorry to delay uh, that. Come on now. Dan Shelton is what the people are... Former number 12 overall pick by the Cleveland Browns. 300 Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. 350 pound defensive tackle. I wonder if he's a Pepsi or Coke guy. He feels to me Dr. Pepper uh, and all the different variations, anywhere from the vanilla Dr. Pepper to the cherry Dr. Pepper. He feels like he's in that that category to me. I'm not so sure, but he feels that way. I, I this is this this is a a nah move, right? Like this isn't a like I, I he's not someone that I think is going to cause some great impact. He was a very talented player, but like I I, I wanted to say 350 pounds because I mean, he seems like he is nor he would normally be, you, you know, your your nose tackle in a three four defense, uh, but uh, but that's not normally what the, the you know the Chiefs are, are, are looking to do. But it'd be I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do with him. He's not anything that I'm expecting huge about, uh, huge you know production about, but maybe just somebody in the rotation. I think it's the entirely. Hell, hold on, hold on. What the hell is your problem, sir? The, it's just I just opened Twitter and just saw a really funny tweet. I'm sorry, that's I muted myself because I couldn't because I couldn't keep it in. Well, it's, just, it's not funny. If all right, at, at, at this point, at this point, bring us in. I mean, you're in, in complete. You're in complete tears, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. I'll I'll, ta- I'll I'll send you the link because you got to see it. It's not gonna be funny if I explain it. All right, Is this what ahead, happened start. tonight at the uh, Field of Dreams game? I guarantee uh, you that's no, not it. No, I can. I will guarantee I all the money. That. I did see that. All right. So Danny Shelton, I think I think Cern is just trying to get us off of the Danny Shelton talk. Um, I think it's concerning for Colin Saunders that they added this guy midway through training camp. Um, I like Colin Saunders. I do too, man. I enjoyed the number he chose. I just I liked what he was about. I couldn't say his name for a while, but I like him. He has a great personality. That is a dude that is really good in the locker room. Also, really great basketball player. Sneaky great basketball player. Um, 
It sucks. It, it just hasn't worked. He was inactive for like half of the year last year, healthy and active for the team. And I, I have not heard a single morsel of buzz about him coming out of training camp. So my assumption is they wanted to create more competition for that spot. I know there have been reports that Mike Dana has been getting a lot more work inside at camp this year than in previous seasons as well. So maybe there is not that need for the fourth guy to be like a high upside player. And instead they just need a run stuffer in the middle. And Danny Shelton kind of projects to be that at least, even though he hasn't been great against the run for most of his career. I'm, I'm a little concerned at this point that Saunders might be at risk of not making the team. Oh, wow. Do you, do you think Danny Shelton is a guy that's going to make the team? I don't know. Just because like he's, he's been up and down and he has not been what he was expected to be as a first round pick. But I I think at this point, it's at least in play that Shelton makes it over. Yeah. Colin Saunders. Colin Saunders. And I think that he, he's just depth there with, you know, Derek Nadi, and then you have Chris Jones, who you want to be more of that interior pass rush presence. And then Tershawn Wharton is kind of like a similar style player. And so I, I think they're looking for somebody to really back up Nadi, who is like a solid interior defensive lineman. And yeah, I, I just don't know if they're getting what they want out of Colin Saunders. So maybe that's all this is, is just we need somebody else who can step in for Derek Nadi because we don't want to leave Derek Nadi in for yeah. 95% of the snaps on defense every game. Yeah, I guess maybe he could play that role, uh, the, you know, the run stuffer with, with him, but he's a, he's a little larger. I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. I, like, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that Danny Shelton will sign that he's going to make the team. Agreed. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, no, Colin Saunders should definitely be on alert uh, and, and pick it up. Because you know somebody, some, they bring somebody in in your position group like that, and you aren't making noise or making it difficult for them. You should be on alert because there's no reason for them where they would, would get hurt if they let him go. All right, generally, generally preseason games are for uh, young guys that are trying to get going and maybe to solidify position groups. We talked about Brian Cook and, and potentially where he may may finish. Um, and as I said, I think he's a slow play. So I don't know how much he's really battling for a, a position right now. Is there any, like this team, even though there's some turnover, is there, is there any good position battles out there? Like real, like battles where the preseason could determine uh, where the chiefs go. Is there any, any of them out there? There's a few like small ones. I mean, if you want to look at like wide receiver number five on the roster, yeah, like linebacker spot, maybe <laughs> between Chanel versus like Elijah Lee, those sorts of things. But those guys are going to play like 30% of the snaps anyways. The real one though, Ron, I'm guessing this is what you're asking for. How about cornerback? I think your starting cornerback job opposite Trent McDuffie is up for grabs right now. Now, Rashad Fenton was back at practice this week. I don't know if he's going to play or not on Saturday, but it sounds like he at least has a shot to do so. I'll be curious to see where he works in. You've got Williams, who's been getting a lot of those starting reps. Watson has been getting a good amount of the starting reps as well lately. Uh, I want to see what those three guys look like. We know kind of what Fenton is, so I'm not super excited to see that. But Williams and Watson, I know it's a trash receiver core. I mean a trash receiver core in Chicago. But 
you'll at least see them going up against guys that'll be cut by 90% of NFL teams. Um, but they would have been co- good college football players. And that that's what I want to see them against. Yeah, I'm really torn with this one because I really, really like Williams a lot, as, as we talked about a couple of weeks back. I'm really into him. Uh, and, and, and I think for me with him, when I just look at his size, I think he has a really high ceiling. Um, just just because of the dimensions that he that he brings to the position, especially when you compare it to Fenton. But man, Fenton is that dude has got that dog that you just love to have. I mean, he competes as hard as anybody on the team. I, I mean, I mean, I don't think that is, that's a hot take at all. He is a competitor and is going is going as hard as he can and very confident. And you need that at that position. So I think that is interesting. I think Fenton will probably start due to trust, but I I think Williams is interesting because ceiling, man, if you think about just when you just set them side by side and then you look at the skills and, and, and what they bring to the table, Williams has just physically the higher ceiling. And I always am one that likes to go with higher ceiling guys if it if it's close. But man, like that competitive nature with Fenton, man, he he wills himself to be in the right position. So both of them are going to play, but that that's that that is an interesting watch right there. I think that Joshua Williams is a future starter for this secondary. Um, yeah, and I he, agree. And he's going to have a role. But if Rashad Fenton's going a hundred percent by the start of the regular season, I think he's going to be that starting cornerback and. You know, he's been getting back in the mix slowly in practice. They haven't he, – he hasn't been participating in all the team drills and stuff like that. They're just working him back in slow. So I'd be super surprised if he plays at all on Saturday. But I, I just think, like you guys already mentioned, with what he's shown you in the past and you know what a safe player he can be and what a reliable player he can be, if he's healthy and not super hindered by his injury anymore, then I think he's just got to be the guy because – Starting two rookies with this early season schedule, I, I don't think it's going to be good for the Chiefs secondary. Yeah, I, I think it's just all about what you said, Ron, where it's like, do you want upside or do you want certainty? Because we know exactly what uh, what yeah. Fenton is. And I, the upside is absolutely there for a guy like Williams. I mean, it, if he hits, he could be what this team has been missing for years, which is that long, lengthy corner, almost like in the the Sean Smith mold of a guy that just beats the hell out of a receiver at the line of scrimmage. And you're not sure how he's getting the job done so consistently, but he finds a way to continuously do it because of that length on the outside. I think that's somebody who the chiefs are, are needing to step up, but I think this could be more in that Charvarius war type of development path where you yeah. don't really see a ton of him. You'll see him get assorted reps throughout the first seven ish weeks of the season and then down the stretch, that could be where you start to see him kind of getting more and more reps as the season goes along, especially against some of the lighter teams down the stretch of the schedule. Denver, or Houston, Seattle, maybe in week 18 if they're not needing that game. That, that's when you could see more of him. Yeah, he flashes a little bit more than Traverius Ward, especially Agreed. at that age. He seems like he could do more. But I, I think that's a good way to put it. Certainty or the upside – uh, and at the start, you don't you're not forced into needing the the certainty, or I mean the upside. You're not forced into needing him to be out there. 
So I I I I, I agree. I, I I think it about it, but I am torn because I I know that Williams is going to be somebody that I watch, and he'll make plays that will make me just be like, okay, hold on, like let hey, it may be some bumpiness early, but let's let's get him in there right now because that dude that like that dude just got something to go make plays so. But uh, but the, you're right. They'll probably go with Fenton. But I'm I'm, I'm interested to in seeing that. That is a good little battle. It's a good one. You got a prediction for this game, Ron? Go, um, go to hell. I'm not predicting the preseason. <laughs> not doing it. Okay, I I drew all the line right there. Serta, stop. Serta, Steve, Steve. I swear to God. Bears, <laughs> seventeen to ten. No, that's terrible. I have you seen their depth chart? Have you seen their depth chart? There is uh, no yeah, worse. No, it's bad. It's bad. If, no, if you are in this game, if you're an bad. NFL fan, the worst team to be an NFL fan of in 2022, the year of our Lord 2022, is the Chicago Bears. It's I I think they're in play for the number one overall pick. Them and the Seahawks were 100%. my two candidates. Yes, uh, the Houston Texans roster is worse than I think potentially both of theirs. But uh, absolutely, yeah, it is. They at least got some first round talent. <laughs> the bear, the Bears are terrible. They have a left tackle and a legit wide receiver. The Bears have neither of those two things. They got they got the Bears have a well right now as of today a great linebacker. They've got some good pieces yeah. over on that side of the field. They've got a much better running back. Listen, I listen. I I watched this crew. Every every game, every day, it is it's a plucky ESPN. Texans crew down there. ESPN did their top their top rosters, the 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 top rosters from one to thirty two, and the Bears weren't thirty two. Well, they're wrong. The they, Houston yeah, Texans <laughs> flat out were. They should have been. Yeah. <laughs> That that is just flat out wrong. Uh, my prediction for this one: uh, Chiefs win it twenty three uh, to nine. Bears do not get a touchdown in this one. Uh, three field goal field goals for the Chicago Bears. Team's about right. I agree. My prediction uh, is: I'm not predicting this. This is stupid. Stop predicting <laughs> preseason games. You guys got to be kidding me. This game's really Saturday, huh? Yeah, Saturday at noon. It is wow. weird. I feel like their preseason games are always at night. So having one at noon on a Saturday is weird, but I'm cool with it. It's I kind of like it. Can I be honest yeah. with you guys? I, I like this schedule. They got noon in the first week, 3 o'clock. Ron, set your uh, your TiVo right now. 3 yeah. o'clock on the is following really? Saturday. And then they've got a 7 o'clock on Thursday night before cutdowns. I, I like the schedule this year. Yeah, wow. I dig it. It's a solid preseason schedule. You know like what it is? Fun. I've, I've been listening to my son. He told me that they play at <laughs> 7 o'clock on Friday. That That's why I was thinking it is 7 o'clock. It Man. is. I did think it was weird when I when I looked up the time a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, it's at noon on a Saturday. That's a weird time for a preseason game. Yeah, don't get used to this because the Chiefs play at noon once in the first eight weeks of the season. So uh, <laughs> yeah. don't get your hopes yeah. up. Those first, first eight, boy, explosive. All right. That is a show of BK on the Chiefs. We are out.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.